37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back after a very long time, it feels like, to Pixelated Paranormal, episode 147. And I'm currently staring at my phone trying how, trying to figure out how to close an ad. For Caldria Aromatherapeutic Living Soap. Ooh. Get off my lawn. There we go. <laughs> uh, presto, anything new with you, buddy? Mm, nah, you know, I had to put my dog down, so... That's it. Ooh, That's my newest thing. I didn't think you were going to say that. <laughs> I mean, not that you shouldn't, but I wasn't even thinking. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. man. Yeah. It's It's been a very shitty time for pets lately, man. Uh, I don't know. Jeez. Well, RIP, Louise. Thanks. Louise. I said Louise. It's a Louise. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. That sucks. Brady lost a kitten. Um, I won't say who, but one of our good friends had to rehome a cat this week. It's just been a... Been a rough one. Yeah. But you got some cool vinyl. You uh, you got me a little jealous the other day when you sent me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I got uh, a, a colored special edition of uh, Creep Show 2. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I got a special edition colored vinyl of Chud. Chud. Yeah, I'm excited, man. That one, I think Chud had a pretty cool little uh, kind of synth pop kind of. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's neat. It's like what and a neon green vinyl. Creep, cre- creep show was uh, like weird, creepy circus music, and then like it all of a sudden changes over to like classical music with a violin, and then it goes back to more creepy uh, circus music, and so huh. it's like kind of one of those weird things like to listen to. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Damn. Jeffrey walked around the corner and just started laughing at me like, what the fuck is playing through our house? (laughs) Yeah, I've got some of those too with (laughs) some of the horror vinyl I have and I get the same exact look or I get told just to shut it off. (laughs) Someone doesn't appreciate Suspiria. Yeah, Well, cool, man. I'm glad you got those. I was pretty jealous. Um, I was in a tattoo chair getting tattooed while you were getting that and uh, I would have got that shut had you not. So just know that. (laughs) <laughs> I actually hid both of them in the back like I'm like I don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna inquire about these and see mm-hmm. what Sean knows because I, I know that uh, when it comes to vinyl that uh, you like your <laughs> horror music uh, vinyl more than I do what and, a stupid niche to be in right horror yeah. vinyl <laughs> <laughs> and so then you're like ooh and I'm like oh shit it's a good thing I hid those in the back I gotta go back and get those <laughs> yeah I pulled the website up that made that uh, those two vinyls specifically yeah, Waxworks. Yeah, they got they got some pretty cool stuff, man. They did a house one and two double LP that I've got, and I really like it. So they also did uh, us and uh, Get Out. So they made a special I know. edition. I'm tempted so. to go for that Get Out one. It's got some cool artwork too. So yeah. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of vinyl, Steve is not joining us on this episode. He's taking another week off just to kind of get back down to the nitty-gritty. Um, so it's just Preston and I tonight, but we thought we would jump on and share some of the uh, more interesting things that we've caught in the news on Twitter and everything else. So uh, not to take away from current events, you know, Black Lives Matter, the protests and all that, that's very important. Um, everybody should be doing a heck of a lot better to be better to each other 
and uh, to your neighbors, to your strangers, and everybody else. So, so we yeah. don't want to take away from that. But there have been some interesting headlines in the news, so we thought we'd jump on, do a short, easy listening episode. So you might hear some uh, some odd pops and noises and groans in the background. Because I'm not going to do an edit. We're just going to slap this baby together like a messy sandwich. Yeah, like a PB and J. Mm-hmm. With extra, with extra jelly. <laughs> Did you say orange jelly? No, just jelly. Ooh, have you ever had a peanut butter and jelly, but used marmalade instead of jelly? No. It this sounds... is America. <laughs> <laughs> so you can do what you want. And right now you can fuck off with your marmalade. Yeah. No, I've always thought about it, but never jumped on the uh, opportunity to do that. But It's not like a fucking Australian thing or like a British <laughs> thing. Like, well, who the fuck still eats marmalade? And hello, here's some Grey Poupon and marmalade. Ew. <laughs> oh, what a shitty sandwich. Yeah. Well, why don't we just quit wasting time and get into some of these news stories? All right. Cool. Well, the first one I've got takes place in Colorado, and it's kind of a follow-up to that last episode we talked about. Um, well, I guess it's probably been a few episodes back, hadn't it? Uh, we talked about like the things people were doing with blow-up with blow dolls and restaurants and Gross. all those kind of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe I should have prefaced that differently. Yeah. <laughs> well, I a restaurant blow up all my own PB and J. If you know what Ew. I'm saying, we. You know what? From henceforth, that sandwich is called the messy Nessie. <laughs> and then to make it even worse, put some marshmallow fluff in there too. Gray Poupon, marshmallow fluff, and orange marmalade. <laughs> and I think it's got to be on a marbled rye bread. That's gonna leave you with a messy Nessie because you're gonna be yeah. in the fucking toilet like. Brr! Toast the bottom bread, but don't toast the top bread. <laughs> <laughs> and then don't sue us when you get some kind of E. coli or God worse. <laughs> well, speaking of food, Sputnik, an eatery known for hip vintage vibes and vegan options, managed to make it through Colorado's executive orders, which forced it to shut down for serve to go order onlys this last week. The staff had normally been used to a bustling bar and restaurant, though, so to manage the empty space, a bartender had a great idea. Why not add ghosts? Matt Labarge, who owned Sputnik for 16 years, said one of the bartenders had a great idea during the shutdown to fill up some of the booths with ghosts so the place wouldn't feel so empty. They said it oddly feels nice to have them there, even though they're not real people, just some kind of presence in the bar. One of the ghosts sits at the bar every day and reads, and a few others enjoy drinks in a nearby booth. And there's not any photos, unfortunately. I did see one on Twitter, and it looks like they are just, you know, mannequins with sheets put over their heads, so. Lame. <laughs> I was kind of hoping for, like, the, like an article where they're like, yeah, so, uh, you know, we had to, like some weird satanic ritual and we conjured up like, you know, a thousand spirits. So, you know, come get a side of peanut butter and jelly and maybe have your soul taken. I don't know, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I speaking of a flashback to that one episode we talked about, you know, the bars and the restaurants and the uh, the Korean baseball teams. On one of the local radio stations, the uh, the DJ brought up the point of like just how weird, you know, professional sports have gotten. And she said, yeah, I heard stories of one Korean baseball team actually put stuffed animals up there in the seats. The weirdest things you could think of, any animal you can think of, they had it up there stuffed. And I thought that's what you got out of like all the news about Korean baseball was the stuffed animals. 
no blow up dolls, no sex robots. That's it. Just stuffed animals. Yeah. They even got those fucking 4D theaters in Korea that like, you know, like <laughs> have the smell thing. So like when there's like a horror movie and somebody dies, like you start to smell like a decomposing body or somebody Ew, farts gross. and you smell fart. Like America, step your fucking shit up. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, speaking of paranormal stuff in your house, somebody posed as a Bigfoot in this $1 million house listing and the photos are something epic. Now, this is from BoardPanda.com. When somebody tells us they've seen Bigfoot, we're likely to wave it off as something that's never happened. However, Bigfoot's been spotted in an unusual place, in the photos of a house listing in Felton, California. Now, why is Bigfoot looking to move away from California's redwood forest? Well, nobody knows. We have so many questions, and that's just a tip of the iceberg. And in the photos, Bigfoot can be seen baking cookies, doing yoga, chilling and reading books, having a video conference with their friend, gardening, and even crafting things with power tools. And I think this is just some real genius level marketing. Have you seen the pictures? Nope. Oh, it's awesome. It's a pretty cool looking house. It's kind of like a kind of a modern day cabin. But yeah, this person's dressed up in a full on really awesome Bigfoot costume and he's just in every single photo. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Sounds uh, like my type of gig. Right, exactly. During our initial photo shoot, the Bigfoot idea popped into our mind, and the sellers immediately supported the idea, and we all hoped they would bring a bit of levity to people and their home-buying adventure. A lot of folks are under stress right now, and we were just hoping to lighten people's day and make them smile. And at the same time, hoping to spread the word about this house we're trying to sell. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, he's doing all sorts of stuff, reading the newspaper on the back porch. We'll include some of these photos in the old Instagram, but... I mean, if it's good enough for Squatch, it's good enough for me. Well, just cough up that million dollars, you can have it, bud. Oh, shit. The house boasts five bedrooms, three bathrooms, and is on the market for just shy of $1 million. So if you're a fan of the Bigfoot and recently won the lottery, this might be a dream home for you. Yeah. There you go. And speaking of rich people, let's just go straight over to Miami, where a plastic surgeon is offering drive-through Botox for quarantined residents. Michael Salshar, or Salhauer, otherwise known as Dr. Miami, has been running a clinic for Botox injections in the garage of his Florida home. I say Botox, more like to Kotox, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, the plastic surgeon told the news outlets he came up with the idea when he was sitting out in his car at a drive through restaurant, and then also while he was getting tested for the coronavirus antibodies. Salzhauer said, The areas that we inject Botox are in the upper face, Exactly the parts of the face that aren't covered by a mask, so it's really ideal. Reportedly, patients who want drive through Botox sign up for Salzhauer's services online and then pay an average of about $600 Man, fuck for their me, treatments. I'm just going to look old. I ain't paying $600 <laughs> for that shit. Yeah, I'm not going to any dude's garage where I know like there's oil all over the floor. How's, how is that sanitary yeah. anyway? There was that uh, um, My Strange Addiction. 
mm-hmm. there was a, a lady that was on there that was obsessed with like uh, getting butt injections. And uh, she got caught up in the scam where uh, one of the ladies that would come to your house and inject your butt with uh, the Botox was actually Mm -hmm. using industrial strength silicone, like construction adhesive, and like shoving it in girls' ass. And the doctor's like, yeah, you could get like brain cancer and die from that because of all the like toxins and poisons. Right. I don't know if I can stop. I just, my ass just ain't bubbly enough. Like, uh... You're going to die. I think your ass is fine. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a pretty common problem for a lot of uh, these different plastic surgeries to use those different types of, you know, unnatural fillers. And yeah. I've seen a lot of that actual, you know, silicone injections where it's not really in a sack or not really controlled and it just starts to leach throughout their body. Uh, what's in that stuff you're giving me? Don't worry about it. It's $600 worth, all right? <laughs> yeah. You're getting the good good now. If you yeah. Excuse me. I got to get the weed eater. Well, speaking of dipshits, this patient had the following to say about the drive-through Botox. Uh, I think it's very creative. Like, after seeing how they're running it, I feel just as comfortable as I would in the office. Meanwhile, this guy has like screwdrivers and hammers and a weed whacker hanging on the wall right next to his doctor kit. Yeah, makes it more authentic. I guess, but I guess you got to look good in case the world ends through all this crap, huh? That's right. So you know what was supposed to happen in 2012? That's right, folks, the end of the world, but it didn't happen. So maybe you're thinking, well, 2020 is pretty shit, and that makes more sense. And you're right. Are you looking for some good news? Well, you've come through to the wrong place, bucko. (laughs) That comment was made in response to a recent tweet by a scientist who made the following observations. Following the Julian calendar, we are technically in 2012. The number of days lost in a year due to the shift into the Gregorian calendars is like 11 days. And by my calculations, for 268 years using the Gregorian calendar... So like 1752 to 2020, that's times 11 days equals 2,948 days divided by 365 per year equals eight years. So by this uh, scientist uh, on Twitter, his math, we're like eight years off, meaning that this is not 2020, but this is 2012, which means the real end of the world will be this December on the 21st. Unless the whole thing is a miscalculation or a mistranslation and the real 2012 has already happened but didn't happen or was never going to happen. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, regardless of all this, the fact that this tweet generated so much media attention is perhaps a much better prediction on how close we are to a fucking apocalypse than the Julian Gregorian Mayan flip bullshit thing. But, <laughs> unlike that crap movie, 2012, with Woody Harrelson and John Cusack, I have some good news coming your guys' way. We're not going to die anytime soon under a flood of lava or an atmosphere full of volcanic dust erupted by the Yellowstone supervolcano. New scientific data states the following. Uh, the results of the hot spot, uh, which today fuels the, the, the famous geysers and mud spots and furals in the Yellowstone National Park, uh, may be warning in intensity. Oh, Glavin, we 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 discovered the deposits previously believed 
uh, belong to multiple smaller eruptions were, uh, uh, in fact, colossal sheets of volcanic material from two previously unknown super uh, eruptions, Glavin, some 9.87 <laughs> million years ago. The oh, the younger of the two, the the Gray's Landing super eruption is now is now the largest recorded event of the entire Snake River Yellowstone volcanic province, and it is one of the uh, top five eruptions of all time. God, so, that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, we're not going to die, but 2012 might still happen. <clears throat> yeah, and 2020 might still suck. You know how many times <laughs> the world was supposed to have ended. I mean, Sir Isaac Newton said, like, everything's going to shit in 2060, so... Yeah, I mean, you've got February of 1925, 1926, 1934. Literally about every other year it was supposed to have ended. And just recently, what did we have? Um, 12-21-12 was supposed to end? Yeah. Didn't happen. Yeah. If you rewind back not too far, let's see here, just back to like, okay, there we go. December 21st, 2012, that huge phenomenon broke out. The same exact Mayan calendar said that that was the exact calendar date. And then August 23rd, 2013, Rasputin, a Russian mystic who died in 1916, had prophesied a storm would take place and destroy the world. Then you had April 12, uh, sorry, April 2014 and September 2015. The blood moon prophecy said the world was supposed to end. I mean, it's like every other day it feels like it's supposed to end. In uh, yeah. June 9th, 2019, just exactly one year ago, um, this guy named Ronald Whelan previously predicted the world should have ended in 2011, 2012, 2013. He then predicted in 2018 Jesus would return on June 9th, 2019. I mean, statistically speaking, eventually somebody's going to nail it. I mean, you can't be completely wrong, right? right. Every single time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. And then, of course, we're due for another one on uh, February 2020. That's already passed. We got another one coming up in 2021 that was predicted back in 1988. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Ghostbusters predicted it in on Valentine's Day, so... <laughs> I remember that. When I was <sighs> little, that was the one thing that scared me the most about that Ghostbusters movie, was the lady predicting the world would end. Oh, man. Yeah. Heavy. Heavy. <laughs> well, <laughs> to finish things off, um, you know, buddy, I was inspired uh, last episode uh, when we were talking about our... Uh, you know, shitty B-movie plot about the uh, Kentucky Mountain Merman. <laughs> the, the giant fish. What was it? A catfish that swallowed a guy from the waist down? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. 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 And uh, so as I was searching for um, some really bad, you know, fake news, <clears throat> I uh, came across a Florida fisherman lost at sea for 14 days, claims he was sexually assaulted by mermaids and mermen. Uh-oh. Oh, that's right, folks. A fisherman lost at sea for 14 days off the coast of Florida. We're going back to Miami. Bring it in all around. Have been rescued by the United <laughs> States Coast Guard this week. Alvin McAllister, no relation to Kevin, 72 was found on a small rocky inlet 200 miles off the nearest coastline where he shipwrecked two weeks ago and managed to survive off seagulls, mussels, and urchins. McAllister... Huh. 
from who doctors do not fear for his life, was found suffering from intense hallucinations, possibly caused by dehydration and the toxins of unidentified muscles he consumed on the small inlet. Huh. The patient shows symptoms of extreme dehydration and is still under medical attention at the moment, as he is still suffering from mild hallucinations. He described it in graphic detail how he was forced to perform oral sex. <laughs> I didn't read this. <laughs> he was forced to, perf <laughs> to perform oral sex on the fish-like genitals of these aquatic creatures, not only onto the women, but also the men. McAllister, who's believed to have ingested some form of toxin such as lead or mercury found in dangerous quantities in certain varieties of mussels, he possibly consumed is still under psychiatric evaluation. Although Mr. McAllister does present abnormal injuries and inflammation to the genital and anal area, it's highly unlikely that he was sexually exploited or sodomized by a living sea creature, and this is possibly self-inflicted. Although McAllister's mental state is presently unstable, doctors believe he should heal completely in the weeks to come after his body has purged the dangerous levels of toxins he has been exposed to. So, there you go. You know, nothing really seems quite as uh, knee-jerky since we read that Bigfoot smut. <laughs> yeah. Everything else just feels so mild. I know. Maybe I should find some merman-like smut. I don't know if we should do that for a very long time. <laughs> People have reached out asking if we're going to do an unedited version, and the answer to that is still possibly... Yeah, <laughs> I think if we ever do come back and finish that off, it will be one of those listen after the uh, outro at your own risk kind of things. Yeah. So oddly enough, speaking of um, the ocean <laughs> and things that uh, happen there, um, this hit the news. I forgot about it. I meant to talk about it at the very beginning, but I'll just bring it up here at the end. Kathy Sullivan becomes the first person to walk in space and to reach the ocean's deepest point. Former NASA astronaut Kathy Sullivan became the first woman to reach Challenger Deep, the deepest point in the ocean. Sullivan was also the first American woman to complete a spacewalk over 36 years ago. Now she's the first human to have done both. Sullivan was part of a roughly five-hour expedition this week that went 10,925 meters below the surface of the Pacific Ocean. She was joined by pilot Victor Vescavo of Caledon Oceanic, a private company dedicated to the advancement of marine technology. After they reached the surface, IOS Expeditions, which originally organized the mission, coordinated a call between the International Space Station and the DSSV pressure drop, the launching point for the DSV limiting factor. As a hybrid oceanographer and astronaut, this was an extraordinary day, a once-in-a-lifetime day, seeing the moonscape of the Challenger Deep and then comparing notes with my colleagues on the ISS, International Space Station, about our remarkable reusable inner space outer space craft. Escavo gave a shout-out to his partner on Twitter after becoming the first human to walk in space and then descend to the deepest point in the ocean. Just back up from Challenger Deep, my co-pilot, Dr. Kathy Sullivan, now the first woman to the bottom of the ocean and a former astronaut as well as NOAA administrator. Big congratulations to her, he said on Twitter. 
Only eight people have ever reached Challenger Deep, including Titanic director James Cameron. According to CBS News, space analyst Bill Harwood, 574 people from over 40 nations have gone to space. Isn't that wild? And it's almost yeah. easier to go explore space than it is our actual ocean. Sullivan is a veteran of three space shuttle flights and was part of the first astronaut group to include women. That's a freaking feat in itself. In 1984, she became the first American woman to walk in space. She reflected about how another rare sight following her latest milestone affected her. If you're looking for that ob <sighs> shit. If you're looking for that absolutely glorious picture, postcard view, space wins every time. But if you want to be dazzled beyond anything you can imagine about the variety and abundance of life on Earth, then go into the sea. So congratulations, Kathy. That is no small feat. So you try to bring it back around since I did like, you know, Florida Ocean. Yeah. Your little ocean news story. <laughs> I, want you, I want you to do me a favor real quick. Are we having a news off? Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I want you to go to Google super uh -huh. quick. And I want you to type in Florida man. Oh, no. And then put in your birth date, like, so, you know, January 31st. Okay, yeah. And then tell me the first two headlines that pop up. Florida man, 1985. 88-year-old Florida man sets raccoon on fire for eating his mangoes. <laughs> Is that serious? I don't know. This is what I got. February 29th, Florida man claiming people were eating his brains. And then I also, my second one was Florida man upset at nurses set fire to five hospital beds. Ooh, I have no recollection of that happening at all. Hang on. Oh, this store sells some good liquor. <laughs> I drank a lot of it that night. The viral video shows Robbie Stratton running through a convenience store with an alligator in his hands. He takes the animal in the beer fridge as well. <laughs> I coming up here. We asked Stratton where the alligator came from. No clue. No clue. I literally came to the store, and he was in the back of the truck. They told me what I did was stupid, and oh, I'll be facing some charges here soon. And probably go to jail, probably not. We'll see. He says he regrets his decision, and he's been in contact with the FWC. Huh. So, didn't know a video was going to pop up. The other thing for Florida Man 1985 says, a Florida man took an alligator with him on a beer run and says he doesn't remember the incident at all. <laughs> I don't think that was alcohol. I think that was meth amphetamines, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fun game. Everybody, go to Google, type in Florida Man and the year you were born, and then let us know what fun arises. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for joining us in kind of a wishy-washy episode. We just wanted to jump back in and say hello. We're coming back next week with another cryptid encounter. What kind of encounter? <laughs> what kind of encounter will it be? We just don't know yet, but we'll find something for you. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I mean, right. I know what it's going to be, but <laughs> okay, okay. Are we doing we doing uh, the sky? Are we going to take to the sky this time around? We're going to fly to the sky, my friend. All right, we're going aerial cryptid encounters, so God only knows. So, 
All right. Well, you guys know the drill. Check out the rest of the shows on the Pixelated Sausage Network. Check out 13 Nightmares. We are on our way back with that show as well. We just thought it pertinent to stay quiet for a little longer because there are more important voices to be heard other than ours. We will be back. Check out Mark's solo show, Pixelated Sausage, and then check out his Attack the Backlog. And also, if you're anime fans, check out An Amazingly Baka, the anime review show for Mark and his pal. Presto, what do you got? If you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want the best goddamn looking beard for your beer run with your pet alligator on a <laughs> steamy Florida night, go to BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. And check out fabulous scents such as Dundee Cedar Bay Rum, Sweet Tobacco, Fresh Citrus, and Mint. <clears throat> I kind of like mint sometimes, you know, I switch mm-hmm. it up every now and then. And if you live in the Wichita area, shop local and go get rid of that Rona hair if you haven't done it yet and go to www.cutsbycolin.com and book yourself a hair appointment with our good buddy Colin and get the, uh, what do we call razzle it? Dazzle. The Razzle Dazzle. Mm-hmm. And continue staying local if you can. Check out our friends down at Pawnee and Seneca at CD Trade Post. Go in there and say hi to Leslie and the gang. Go check out Fast Print on Harry and Rock. And then check out GunslingerSoap.com and get yourself some really great soap. And speaking of soap, Big Dom's Beard Bomb has beard soap too. And right now, if you're having to rock a mask, I think my voice just cracked. If you have to wear a mask right now, it's really important to wash the skin under the beard and the beard itself. So get yourself some beard soap as well. All right. Short, sweet, sloppy, just like that messy, messy sandwich. And again, if you want to write this recipe down, go for it. Toast you one piece of marbled rye bread, then spread on the grape poupon, then add a little bit of that marshmallow fluff, and then top it off with some orange marmalade, and then the piece de resistance, one piece of untoasted marbled rye bread, cut it in half from corner to corner, making two small triangles, and peace be with you. Yeah, and let us know what you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah do that. Do that. Let us know about your Florida man birthday uh, results and also what you thought of a messy, messy sandwich. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. On a more serious note, we'll be back next time with some really fun stuff. And on behalf of Steven, I'd love to say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that pixelated paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal your guide to the unusual and the strange.